0: It up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Does he steer the way. He's gonna take it to the house. Eighty-five yards down the right side. Going, Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, Brad Rucker for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. This is the Buckeye Show.
1: Good. Evening to all you fine Buckeye fans. I'm Timmy Hall. Hope you had a outstanding day. We all had to suffer and watch the bad guys. Those guys, that team up north, Michigan, had to watch them run away with a national championship last night. I felt it in my bones. I felt that it was coming. We talked about it last night, and I thought they were going to get the win. I didn't think it was going to go that route. I thought Washington would put up more of a fight, but that's how it happened. So. We will break it down a little bit. We'll also look to the future. We'll talk a lot of Buckeyes as we, you know, normally would on this show and see where we go from there. Our man, co-hosting again tonight, smelling great as always, ready for a Jackets game at 7:30. Eight o'clock face-off in Winnipeg, Ryan Baker. Timmy, my friends. It's good to be here with you. Back-to-back nights. Back-to-back nights. How'd it do for you last night? Well,
2: you know, obviously I had said that I thought Washington was going to win. I had put my money where my mouth was. Yeah,
1: I know. That was a pre-college football playoff wager, though.
2: And the funny thing is, we talked about it yesterday. The one thing that worried me about this game was Washington's ability to stop the Michigan rushing attack. And that's ultimately what killed them, especially early on in that football game. For
1: the most part, the defense did fine. They got plenty of stops plenty of stops throughout that yep. game but it was almost reminiscent to that one year where Ohio State just kept giving up the big plays it was the, it was last year it was two years ago they were just you know ground and pound and bludgeoned to death and then last year it was just Donovan Edwards you know one cut and then gone you know yeah. 75 yards two big plays from Donovan Edwards who's been otherwise quiet kind of broke the game open but As it settled in, that Washington defense started to get stops that it needed to. They gave that Washington offense every chance it needed, and they pretty much collectively lost. Penix wasn't fully sharp, and when he was, I thought Adunze on that fourth down play, he was in the wrong there. He didn't get his body turned around and take that route to the sideline like he needed to. I thought that was on him, not Penix, for having to throw a little off the mark. And then other other spots throughout the game, there was another critical first down later in the ball game in the second half that his receiver just straight up drops. And then, you know, Penix has the pick on the first play of the, of the second half. The offensive line started leaking like a civil number 73 for Washington. Brutal. Whoa, like did he just have a – he was a house of cards at the end of the fourth quarter. He was just not even a real person at the end. So anyway. And,
2: you know, it's funny. We talk about the Cotton Bowl and the pressure – that those quarterbacks face, those young quarterbacks, look what the pressure did to Michael Pinnock's last night. I feel like he was throwing off his back foot all night. Whether the pressure was there or not, he just got in. He's an experienced quarterback, uh, and he was missing guys. He was throwing the ball over guys' heads all night, and I feel like that's a product of him throwing off of his back foot, which kudos to that Michigan defensive line.
1: We also, we were in a situation, uh, you and I were there today, and... uh, it was inspiring, you know. It, it, it took me back. What I witnessed today, when I was in the room, it reminded me of some of our favorite speeches that we've heard. You know, we've had coach sound, coach movies. This is one I always love to go back to. Great moments are born from great opportunity. We love that guy. We love old Herb, right? Herb, <laughs> you want me to take a stupid test like that? That's good stuff. I, I love it.
0: Tonight, we stay with him. And we shut them down because we can.
1: And it came, you know, it was surprising where this came from as we're in our staff meeting today and this was just normal stuff, right? It's always the quiet ones. It's it's January 9th. We're all, you know, reconvening start of the year. Everything's pretty normal, right? We're just, you know, fish is going to say some things. What's going on here in programming? Cody, Sweet Lou, our our head GM, he's gonna have some input as well, how the sales team did last year, where we go into the future. And this was the second meeting, so it was the rerun of the 9 a.m. meeting, because we have, you know, hosts on all all hours of the day. So we got to put a couple of these meetings where people can actually attend them. And they didn't do this, because I was in the first meeting as well. They didn't do this. We hit a point where Sweet Lou just said, All right, how you guys feeling? You know, it was just a little open forum, he said, you know. What are, you, what are you guys feeling about, you know, and a common man said some words and I'm not talking about him though. And before it's done, our, our man back there with the star on his chest, look at the face, the boat man just started firing off missile after missile and it was like Jerry Maguire writing his mission statement to the team about what the company should be, only Bodie didn't get fired at a cafe Not 30 minutes later. Not yet, but Bodie. I thought it was brilliant stuff. I mean, this guy... He dropped an F-bomb casually. (laughs) It was unbelievable. So casual, I didn't even know he did it. It wasn't even, I mean, he's got the boss, the two bosses in the room, and he's just casually throwing an F-bomb out there. I mean, what? You know, we're adults here. We speak like adults. Sure, it's a business setting, and it wasn't even in a mean way. It was like, I mean, I I used to be a, I think I was an effing loser, too, at one point, but I think I turned out pretty well, and Bodie just going on and on about our training and bringing our young board operators in here and how we're going to, you know, be better as a team and how we're going to, you know, fix some of the systems. It was like an on-fire
3: moment for the boatman. Congrats, buddy. Yeah, I was just so fired up after seeing one of Notre Dame's arch rivals winning a national championship. And just on top of all of it, there were some rumors going around last night that we were going to see, you know, a potential teaser about the upcoming NCAA football video game coming back. Uh, and then that didn't happen. Uh, so just, you know, my blood had been boiling for 12 plus hours at that point.
1: The true reason comes <laughs> out. can't keep it in anymore. Were you just sort of, was it an out of body experience? Because I would, I would say that Bodie held the floor, held the room for a good five to 10 minutes. When you say Ryan, I mean, it was easy. You were sitting two seats away from yeah, him, it was maybe e- right easy. next to him. Uh, there was some
2: space between us, but yeah, we were next to each other. But yeah, I mean, boats just uh, to, <laughs> boats just took over there. It reminded me a lot like uh, Wolf of Wall Street speech there or
1: something. Watching just that, right,
2: firing everybody up.
1: <laughs> watching that right now. <laughs> I'm like 35 minutes in. I, I clicked on it last night and fell asleep. I'll finish it tonight. So anyway, good job, Bodie. Thank you, Timmy. Game
0: ball,
3: <laughs> Ronnie,
0: Ronnie Bass. Bass
1: really good stuff it was a joy to watch so we look at the buckeye angle of everything and season's done and you know i was i was already bracing for it i mean you you see that block m in the game here and i don't know if it could have gotten worse because in my mind i was already imagining michigan winning the national championship so i was i was prepared for the worst and it, it wound up happening and they ran away with it and if there could have been some drama at all in those final two or three minutes, you know, if it was just a one possession game and Michael Penix had the the ball last with a chance to do it, it wasn't even that it was just Michigan beating him like a drum. So now all we are left to do is to focus in a little bit more on the cheating scandal, which I didn't want to do. I was hoping we didn't get to that point, but that's where we are. I, I think it, it it does matter. I think it's, it's a thing. It's more than just a thing. That's going to be for other people to decide now. The NCAA is going to come in here and who knows how long it's going to take, finish up their investigation. Jim Harbaugh will probably not be anywhere. Mm, I'm not going to be here anymore. Magic Johnson, right? But they won the national championship. We all saw it. Connor Stallions has been gone from that team. So whatever little thing he concocted a long time ago, they were... Supposedly doing it without him for that last half of the season, they went out there and they won all the football games. There are there were other teams that stood in their way and had every opportunity, every chance to shut them down, and nobody could do it. And it sucks. Like it, it I feel bad about it right now.
2: And that's my thing. Like to me, the cheating scandal, none of it matters anymore. Like. I was done with it when Ohio State lost to him. You're, d- you're not going to that anymore. No, because as a crutch. you had a chance to shut them up and That's say, was. Hey, guess what? It did matter. Look what happened when you got caught and you didn't have it anymore. And Ohio State couldn't do that. And then Alabama couldn't do that. And then Washington couldn't do that. I mean it's I not just like everyone
1: didn't completely change all of their old signs when that was going around, and especially after Connor Stallions was outed by the program. Know what I mean? That's what we're on the same page of. Yeah, You had the chance to go out there and do that. You
2: had a chance to take care of business when they didn't have what supposedly had gotten them to where they had gotten. Yeah, for the last several years. And you, you didn't do that. And you know what? Whatever they do after this, it doesn't matter because guess what? We still saw it. Yeah, It happened. Just like Ohio, Ohio State's State in the run to the four. Final
3: Four. <laughs> Scooney and you Michael, baby. You
2: can't take those memories and those games away. They happened. And if you want to take down a banner, take down a banner. Guess what? Reggie Bush still won a Heisman. Whether he had to give it back or not, he still won a Heisman. How does, he,
1: does he not have that back yet? Did they not make good? on? Bo, do you know these things? Did they make good on Reggie? Did do yeah, I don't have think the so. Wear? I don't think so. So I can go on the Heisman website. I did this a year or two ago. Yes, I wonder sir, if it's a, still there. I think it's still
3: blank, right? It oh, just skips 05. But OJ Simpson, oh, yeah. right wow. there the in all its glory. Fit, so. Right, yeah. He didn't do it. <laughs> he was it. innocent. Yeah, sure. <laughs> totally innocent. Reggie a Bush. book about it too, right? If he were to do it, this is how he would have done it. But Un- he didn't
1: do it. So. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So that, that that's where it is. That's that's where we go from here. And I, I just don't want to be whining and crying about this. We I, can't. I want to worry about us. That's what I'd like the shift to be. It's it's worrying about winning that football game, but it's not worrying about them. It's worrying about us, the people that are in that facility, in that building. How do you prepare? How do you try to figure out where the misfires have been? That's the, the number one thing is we head off into the off-season, and we'll talk about it in the next segment. There's been some good things to talk about. For sure. You have to win every part of the season, right? You can't start winning regular season games until you win the off-season, and they're in it now. It's very fresh after you know, we just left December and the last game was just played last night, but you got to already be thinking about these things. Whether I'm not even in the facility, but I'm a player and I'm dedicated and committed to coming back, what was my you know Tuesday workout like? How hard did I attack that thing today? All these things you've got to be thinking about, or, or if not, it's just talk, right? The reload, the clip stuff. Oh, one more trip, one last ride. What, what are you going to make that turn into? It's not just all the talking right now. What are you going to pack into every single day to get there?
2: Yeah, and you know what I would like to think? I would like to think those guys last night... We're working out and getting better. You know, forget that game. I don't want to see that. I want to work. You know, I want to be working to get better next year so I don't have to see this again. And I love the new guys trying to take a chunk out of Michigan's momentum last night. I know we're going to talk about it, but that's awesome, you know.
1: it's That that, that news
2: oof. broke right then.
1: It's, it's really amazing, and I, I think I'm with you. If I am a player, I don't think I was spending any time with that at all. Yes. There's, there might be something about you. You're in this conference or you're a college football player, so you need to know. But as far as sitting down there, like making the, making the pigs in a blanket and having my loaded nachos and pizza and beer and everything around there, you're not eating like that, for, for God's sakes, unless you're an offensive lineman trying to put on the pounds. But I don't think I could do it. But you just said it there. The newest Buckeye. He knows a great thing about timing. More details on that next. Ryan Baker's in with me. It's the Buckeye Show on The Fan.
0: We're known for three things games, conversation, and common man yelling about things only he cares about. The Fan, Ohio sports destiny. Hating Michigan is our favorite national pastime. This, this is The Buckeye Show.
1: Timmy Hall, Ryan Baker. Oh. How fitting that bump back is, right? You know what just hit me, Ryan? I We're coming back from break there. I had to ask Bodie how much time we had. When you just badly need a drink of water, cold water, it just it hit me. And then you think, when was the last time I had some water today? Things you got to think of, right? Got to take care of ourselves. You got to consume some water every day, even if you like to drink. You still need to drink some water. I wonder how my grandfather did it, who would just sit there sipping on bourbon all day long and that would be the only time he would have water <laughs> is if he added it to his bourbon. Some in his That's his mixed drink. You, you know see, you see i've got my bottle here and that's one
2: of my things i'm trying to do like in the summer i have no problem drinking a ton of water i drink plenty of water but in the winter months i get away <sighs> from drinking the water a little bit so i'm trying to make sure i have this with me at all times
1: i'm sorry folks i just got incredibly parched i don't know if it was the first segment talking about michigan winning the championship but i needed it i've got my my crew 96 mug there we right go. There. You like that? It's That's one of these. Like the old school yeah, metal. Mug. It's it's the tin. It's like if you you know had a little pouch wrapped around a stick and you were just kind of heading, you know, from campfire to campfire. It's what you would use <laughs> I, right there. I remember
2: my parents having those in a bluish color with the white speckles like that growing up.
1: The nice folks in the media department sent me this. It's the first thing I've ever received from the crew my entire life. It was well, very, that was awful very, nice pleasant, them. very pleasant. Very pleasant of them, everybody over there. And Chris Doran fine man he is well salt in I'm the de- i'm gonna dedicate the show this this tuesday <laughs> night show to chris doran he sent me like peyton manning a handwritten note thanking me for a couple of things i did like sending a couple pieces of audio from the celebration parade it was nothing you know i was here rolling on it. i saved him a couple sent him a couple of clips and he thanked me for giving up some of the time on the buckeye show throughout the year for crew broadcasts since you, which is what we do, you know, contractually, we, we do that. We're going to run the crew, but it was just such a nice gesture. You just aren't used to seeing things like that done. Anymore. So, Chris Dorn, you're a fine man. That was very nice of you. Thank you. Since you mentioned
2: Chris, he brought it to our attention today that the final Inside the Crew did not post to the podcast page. So and Bodie, Bodie helped him. Bodie took care of that yeah. today. So, if you want to get the last Inside the Crew, you can find that on all the wherever you get
1: your podcasts. Thanks for posting that up there, Bodie. You're also a fine man. Thank you to T Bone, too. He uh, helped get the audio from it. So. And boom. But good job in the meeting today. <laughs> Thank you, to him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Quinn Sean Judkins. Wow. How about this dude, Ole Miss transfer running back, one of the most talented players in college football in the transfer portal at the time. He is going to be an Ohio State Buckeye. We broke this down, and you and I yesterday, if you want to, talk about podcasts anywhere you get your audio search up the Buckeye show and you can get yesterday's show as well. So we had some early thoughts on Judkins and how surprised we were to hear a name this big sniffing around Ohio state with Travion Henderson still undecided. We, we still aren't sure that this confirms anything, whether Travion stays or goes pro. I see both sides of this too. I can see how Quinch Judkin, Judkins, Might not want to touch the football as much as he did as far as in terms of carries approaching 300. You know you want to save some of that good stuff for the NFL. And I think he can also look at some past examples and see that dynamic backfields in college football. There have been plenty of times where two guys in the same draft went on to the NFL. So I think... He knows something. I'm sure the conversations went the way they had to go with how Ryan Day and all the other offensive assistants talked about how they would utilize him, what the system would look like. I think if it's going to be Quinshawn Judkins and Travion Henderson and Will Howard, they better reconsider how they approach just a typical game plan and what they want to do offensively. Well, and let's
2: we don't have to look any further than the past two years with all the injuries in the running back room. And, you know, Travion, when he's been healthy and on the field, he's been very dynamic in a game breaker for Ohio state, but he hasn't been on the field a whole, whole lot. He's had a lot of injuries himself. So, you have to think there's plenty of football to go around to both of these running backs here. We saw it work well with Mayan Williams, uh, not this past year so much, but with Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson, uh, the year before. So, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of, there's plenty of ways that this can work out whether or not Travion decides to return to Ohio State or head
1: to the NFL. So Judkins' timing on this. Was incredible. There's no chance it could have been by accident. Dude gets I, it. I can't wait until he right? That's what I'm saying. He just <laughs> gets it. There's not a chance that this was and if it was, it's the also the most incredible thing ever. If he had, had no clue, and this honestly was like when he scheduled the tweeter, he just wanted to get it off his chest because he had made his decision. But the fact that a star running back who's coming to Ohio State that could change the complexion of how the next rivalry game could go. He's that type of player, right? He's the type of player that could sway a loss into a win with what he can do with his skill set. And he puts out his tweet announcing he's coming to Ohio State at 11 13 p.m. last night, right as confetti is starting to fall in Houston for Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. Just trying to take some of the spotlight off of the Michigan Wolverines.
2: I'm looking right now, Timmy, at some uh, Quenshawn Judkins highlights. They're good. They're very good. And you know what else? Ole Miss, underrated uniforms.
1: Oh,
0: They yes. have
2: some great oh. combos oh, here. The,
1: the drip is, it's incredible. It kind of gives me, when they go to that powder blue, it gives me some old Houston Oilers vibes. Yeah, this one, you,
2: right? This one, right here, with the white pants and helmet and the navy jersey. Very sharp. They've got some good combos down there.
1: It was that game they played against Tulane this year. I mean, those that uniform combo out there on the field because Tulane also goes with the powder blue tops, and then they've got that green. I think they're the green wave. They are right? the green wave. Like a, it is an actual green wave on their helmet, and that was. That was beautiful, but Judkins, he is, boy, he is, he's a, we talked about it, he has a combination of speed and power, and he runs aggressively, he's also good out of the backfield, I'm watching him catch a touchdown pass on a wheel route against LSU right here, the guy is a serious, serious weapon.
2: And he may be that guy that kind of takes over too, that short yardage situation, like we saw Mayan Williams do with Travion, Judkins is Uh, he's definitely got the power, but he's got the vision and the quickness. I love his little sidestep that he's got when he's in a hole and gets back up to speed quick. There is a lot to like about this guy. You talked about it yesterday. His numbers through two years in the SEC are right there on par with a guy like Herschel Walker. So you know there's some big-time talent there.
1: Yeah, what did we say yesterday? He is the first guy in SEC history since Herschel— So the first in think, the SEC to have back-to-back 15, to, right? back to back 15 touchdown seasons. Pretty he's the amazing. first guy since Herschel Walker in that conference to have back-to-back to back 15 touchdown seasons. And those are his only seasons as a college football player, right? It's not like it took him a year or so to get up to speed. Then he started producing numbers. No. First year as a college football player, he is a 1,500-yard back.
2: Man, that sidestep, he's got
1: his... Deadly, he does he got that drop move? Goodness right, gracious. that little sidestep, they, that little limp leg drop yes. move there, and then he's back up to speed quick too. Yeah, he's got the he's got the acceleration. We talked about the size; we love it. It's not like we talked about six foot running backs and you know big body backs on the show yesterday as well. He's not Beanie Wells or Eddie George, but 5'11", 210 pounds, stout, stout. It, it gets it done. Like I'm seeing. I'm seeing little, like, flashes of J.K. Dobbins and the way he ran the football as well and just the things he can do, so that's great. All right, I'm excited, uh, or I'm actually going to share something to Ryan here, so I'm going to share this to you. I want you to not let me get too excited about it. That'll be your job. I don't know if I'm that guy on this. That'll be your job. That's coming up. It's the Buckeye Show on The Fan.
0: Common Man has spent the past 18 years telling you how much he hates people. And yes, that probably means you, too. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays at 3. The Fan. Scarlet and Gray 24-7. Or however long the show is tonight. You're listening to The Buckeye Show on The Fan. The Fan. Thank you guys for being a part of the
1: show tonight. We always appreciate it. Timmy Hall, Ryan Baker, the Vode Man back there. Got some comments from all you fine folks at the Buckeye Show. That's where we are on Twitter and X. You got something to say. The question I put out there before the show, and please do go and look at it and throw your own response there. What was the worst part about last night? It's whatever you want to write. That's that's an open forum, right, Ryan? You can go a lot of different directions there. Like I have... Several people who are tweeting me about the shows that they're watching. Kerr 84 says, I watched episodes one through five of Reacher. You know, that would have been the best part about last night. Not the worst part. I'm watching that. (laughs) I'm watching that show, too. You should check it out. It's on Amazon Prime, I believe.
2: What is is Reacher?
1: Reacher. So the movies were Tom Cruise. So those are big box office hits. He's an army investigator, but he's a total badass as well. Okay. And it's like Alan, he's a
3: superhero Alan without Rich, the powers. Yeah,
1: Alan Richson is the actor in the Amazon Prime movie, and he was in Fast X. He was one of the guys that turns on uh D- w- w- Dom Toretto, Dom, yeah, and his family. Vin Diesel, yeah, it's all about family, <laughs> family, my familia, with Dom Toretto. So he's in that. He's like a the rock sized kind of guy. He's humongous, the beast. Yeah, he's a total beast. Some other people um mr benjamin said i watched a movie it was great again that that was probably the best part of it uh troy tweets in hearing the cult act like they are crime free kind of amazing the denial they are in we kind of made our peace with that and where this is going to go i'll be i'll happily watch how all this ncaa investigation unfolds and if more pieces are found out about it. i feel like we we know a lot of the information right like there was a lot of reporting that was done on the front end of this about how many tickets were purchased and how long this was going on. And we got to take a good look at the bylaws of, okay, you don't think stealing signs is the biggest deal in the world, but it's how you are stealing them, how you are going about your business to do that. So that's one of those things that we'll continue to look at. Uh, by the way, coming up in the next segment at 648, we will do uh, our first, I think it's our first on the trail hit of the year where we talked about Quinn Sean Judkins, We'll, uh, we'll ask for some help for this segment too. Steven Means of the Plain Dealer. Guy might love football even more than we do. So he keeps good tabs on everything going on in the world of Buckeye recruiting. So I can't wait to talk to him. But Baker, don't let me get too excited about this, okay? And you, you just told me recently that you might be excited about this second team as well. I, I am. But, but, but don't be. It's, it's a two, <laughs> this is sort of a, a two pack right here with uh, who I'm gonna, also speak about along with the Buckeyes but as soon as the season is done I mean it's uncanny right how the ESPN.com way too early top 25 poll comes out and it's is completely different it's ironic because Ohio State slides to 10th right you finish the season maybe that matters to you I almost wanted it to slide worse just so it could put another kind of emotion into the program to see make us more angry yeah you know I guess you, you're you not a single digit number so slide into 10 you got that second numeral on your ranking but in the way too early top 25 poll the Buckeyes come in there at number five what do you think about that start for Ohio State it, it backs me up when it doesn't matter what goes on Ohio State's always going to be thought of in the picture at the start of a new college football season ESPN thinks so Georgia Texas oregon alabama and ohio state at five
2: i'm actually kind of surprised with everybody on the defensive side of the ball that has said they are coming back
1: that they weren't higher that
2: they weren't higher you know i'm almost i know well, i know you still got
1: denzel burke who's really important yes and, and jtt jtt really and travion important.
2: obviously even though you've got judkins
1: coming and you lose but, your to your linebackers too that's not nothing
2: no, it's not Tommy nothing. Tommy and Steele are both gone. But I Cody think, Simon I like, I though. think, though, your secondary is in good hands regardless if Denzel comes back or not because I think Jermaine Matthews will step in and fill in that role just fine, you know, and I think he's got the potential to possibly be better. better. I think the defensive line, yeah, JTT is a big one, but they've always got a multitude of, and I loved what I saw from Kenyatta Jackson in the Cotton Bowl. I thought he was great, so I don't think they're going to miss anything there. We've seen a lot of Caden Curry. So I was just a little surprised, but I don't know, again, with that, I don't know who you put them over. I think the one that I might would be Oregon, but they've got Dylan Gabriel, and that's a bigger name at the quarterback position, so... But yeah, I mean, listen, Ohio State's always going to be there in the top five, top 10, the way they're recruiting. They're always going to be there in these polls that really don't matter at all. But they're good for us to talk about.
1: And you know Michigan needed to cash in on that opportunity that they had last night. And that's what the game's all about, right? For sure. Ohio State needs to start cashing in on more of the opportunities when they get to that place because... You might say six is still up there pretty high, but when you're winning the national championship and you've dominated Ohio State three straight years and you're going to start a new season and the folks at ESPN are going to put you a spot behind Ohio State, that says something, right? And What's going on with Harbaugh? So Michigan's at six. How about Ole Miss at seven? And I'll stop there with Quinchon Judkins leaving that team to come to Ohio State, and they're thought to be pretty good under Lane Kiffin. The other team that you know I follow, right, the other team that you know I enjoy is, is the Rock Chalks. He's mm-hmm. the Kansas Jayhawks. Keep me from getting too hyped up about a potential 2024 where the Ohio State Buckeyes and possibly the Kansas Jayhawks, I, I know there's a gap between the two. Don't get me wrong. Don't twist my words. but for to see a program like Kansas come from a 12 or 13 year stretch where they won eight conference games. A 12- or 13-year stretch where they won eight conference games. It was like eight and 104 or something like that. It's, it's unheard of. I mean, it's, you shouldn't even have a football team, right? You shouldn't even be allowed to play. That's the kind of results you're putting out there. Now, after a little uptick year with the Lance they their top 25? To start the year, they finish with nine wins. This is real. This is a real thing. Could it be where with a 12-team playoff, you could see the Jayhawks in that thing? If it breaks, you know, you kiss Texas and Oklahoma goodbye. Even though they beat Oklahoma this year was a great thing. I just, getting ahead of myself, and I don't know what kind of emotions I would feel. I'd probably have to be on Team Buckeye just with the way the the career has gone. And, I, you know, you feel it. You live it. You, you have this job And you you feel like you're a part of the family, but that would have to be a a second rounder because the only way Kansas would get in would be as, you know, sneaking in at 10, 11, or 12, I would imagine.
2: Unless they win their conference, right? Well, they could say.
1: But they could still, well, yeah,
2: then they'd have to be be higher if they won their conference, if they won the Big 12. How's that
1: work? Because if one of the, I think, if one of the group of five, say like, take the American, like Tulane wins or something. And they're, they have to get in, right?
2: Yeah. I think but it's, they don't have to, I think do it's they have the to power, take the sixth seed? I think it's the power fives, and then that sixth are automatically in there and get that. I thought that they got the top six I think, yeah, No, I think no, no. no. Right. It's
3: not top six, it's just those five um conference champions so the f- now big four and then the, the highest rated
1: champ of a sixth conference exactly right?
3: okay. but they just just the four seats they get the buy is the top they're four, the top four and it's the top four conference champ okay. which will most likely be the power four you know no longer power five obviously with right the but, but how would so.
1: you be seeded would you still get the five and the six seed if you win a conference even if you're not you could. Ranked higher than some of the other ones. That's where we've discussed this. If if they're doing it that way, I don't like that. I don't prefer yeah. that way of the college I'm football playoff. But either way, I'm I'm stoked to see this. I'm I'm very stoked to see that. And on the Ohio State side of the fence, too. And this is more you don't have to pull me back because the excitement's not jumping out mm-hmm. of me with this. It's more there's some fear and there's some hesitation. But the fact that you're going to be at home and you're making some moves to your roster, if Jim Harbaugh is out of there, if Michigan's losing enough of these players, I'm looking and I'm seeing, you know, Ladarius Henderson, Keegan, Zinter. Uh, Drake Nugent. They're losing four offensive linemen on a really good offensive line.
2: And we just saw how that can affect a team with uh, Ohio
1: State this year. They're losing some good players. Saner Still, Michael Barrett on defense, Roman Wilson, Donovan Edwards, Blake Horm on offense, and of course, J.J. McCarthy. Expected losses. I should say expected losses with mm-hmm. that group. But if it's most or all those players, that's a lot of guys. But still, you you have more pressure because you'll be at home You'll probably be a favorite when, when it comes time to play that game, but it's not going to do anything for me, <laughs> not at all, until that game is over and done yeah. with. Then I'll be excited about it.
2: Yeah, the pressure next year is all solely going to be on Ohio State in that game for sure. Um, that's what you talked about. Michigan, you have to capitalize on opportunities, whether all of this stuff had gone down or not. There's possibility that Jim Harbaugh, this was his last year, regardless. We know how much of a senior laden team they had been the past couple years. And we knew that that was coming to an end this year with this class. So they did what they had to do, obviously, uh, still, though. Michigan being there at number six tells you how much they still have coming back to they're that respected. team and yeah. what they have been and what they've done. They're getting uh, that
1: respect now from people that make the polls
2: for sure. And they're gonna they're gonna lose a ton, but next year here in Columbus, they're gonna be playing with house money. It seems like
1: our man Stephen Means covers the Bucks for the Plain Dealer. He'll give us his thoughts on the happenings with the Bucks and recruiting, how Quinshawn Judkins came to be. We go on the trail next. It's the Buckeye Show on the Fan,
0: the only radio. Star station still operating with an active booze cart. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. The fan. Ohio sports destination. Um. The best kind of power is star power. Let's go on the trail.
3: Sponsored by Whiskey War by High Bank Distillery. Drink local, drink High
0: Bank.
1: Well, the number one thing... On the trail right now. Look, we can go back and and gloss over some of the earlier wins that we talked about last week, and it's a big deal. When you you mentioned Will Howard, you've got a quarterback coming in from Kansas State. Seth McLaughlin, we didn't hit too much on him, and we can, but the man of the hour, the man of the day, is Quinshawn Judkins, the Ole Miss transfer, and we're efforting our guy Stephen Means from the Plain Dealer, trying to get him on the line right now. But in the meantime, really excited about this. The Judkins get helps me feel better about Will Howard (laughs) just adding to the arsenal. Well, like you talked about yesterday,
2: if you're going to have Will Howard and you're going to have Judkins and Travion, and you know, you could even go Judkins. If Travion goes Judkins and Dallin Hayden, you could kind of change your offense a little bit next year to maybe more of that kind of offense that we saw when JT Barrett was at the helm where you're very run heavy, run first, which opens up things for the passing game. So they're definitely exciting things there for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. And what about the lineman? What about the Bama center transfer, Seth McLaughlin? How do you think he's going to fit in. We know that they had some issues at center, but if Carson Hinsman is still around and still part of this team, if they get over his podcast comments and supposedly how he was practicing up into the Cotton Bowl, you've got another longtime starting offensive lineman from Bama who had some issues snapping the football. We all saw that, but you got to imagine there's a great player in there somewhere, too.
2: Had the issue snapping the ball, but over 1,800 pass attempts and only one sack. If I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken, I think Carson Hensman's natural position was as a guard. So you could move him or McLaughlin, whoever, into that right guard spot, and I think your line could, you know... Be just how it was for most of the year, minus
1: the Cotton Bowl here. Hopefully, obviously, a little better as they've had time to gel. When was the last time you actually saw a guy come in with a distinction as a center? I mean, I mean, a college transfer more so, but a high school kid usually you're just a interior lineman, yeah. you know. And maybe you've played that at high school, mm-hmm. but you don't really. You kind of have to work that out once you get to college to find out who's going to be the center. Was Harry uh, Harry Miller? Harry Miller, yeah, I believe he was a center coming in and i i think that was the first time i'd seen that it had been a while At least, I believe. you know eight nine ten years yeah. since i've been tracking the buckeyes and recruiting but let's go to the bryant heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline right now our man steven means from the cleveland Plain dealer is with us good to have you here man a national championship is all said and done how uh how about the buckeyes though with the get getting the running back quinshawn judkins we've been talking about him for most of the show what did that do for you it's
4: interesting, right? I mean, if you're a fan, you know, thank God something good happened for you after <laughs> watching that last night. But right. I think it's interesting regardless Regardless of what Travion Henderson does, this is interesting. Because if he goes, well, then Quintoshan's just starting running back. And it's just kind of what it is. If he stays, then you've got an interesting one-two punch that, quite frankly, off the top of my head, I'm not sure anybody else has. Because we see what Travion Henderson is when he's healthy. And he's full Travion Henderson. Well, Quintoshan's a... Thousand yard rusher the last two years in the SEC playing at Ole Miss and so this is this is interesting now it's it's Ohio State potentially has a lot of weapons for whoever this quarterback is whether it's Will Howard as the transfer from Kansas State or if it's somebody else were to win this job
2: Steven, obviously the immediate thing that most people said was all oh, that means Travion is gone what's the latest on Travion and then my mind immediately goes to Dallin Hayden what does this do to Dallin Hayden?
4: No, I mean, Trayvon hasn't made a decision yet as of right now. So, And I don't think this is the thing that impacts his decision whatsoever. We have to remember, Trayvon Henderson got to Ohio State. He came in with another top 100 running back in Evan Pryor, who, of course, his career had, didn't work out here, but that was more injuries. We never really got to see whether or not Evan Pryor was talented enough to play at this level, it was more injury situation. So Trayvon Henderson has never been against the idea of sharing a backfield with somebody else. In fact, he's done it his entire career here, whether it was with Chip Chanum this year or Mayan Williams two years prior to that because in his mind, it gets you to the NFL, right? They're trying to get to the NFL with as little tread on their tires as possible Mm -hmm. as they play a position that the NFL has decided we don't value, even though all of us playing fantasy football value that position. So I don't think Quinchon's... Arrival impacts Travion Henderson. There are uh, There's a million other factors that are at play there. The Dallin Hayden part of this is interesting because I think we all spent the whole year going, wait, Dallin Hayden looked pretty good when you gave him a chance in 2022. Why is he all of a sudden not playing this year? And then Day goes, well, they're trying to redshirt him. And now it's like, well, what's you redshirt him for if you were going to bring somebody <laughs> else on top of him anyway? I thought Ohio State was going to have to go find a running back in the portal anyway, but I thought maybe more of a death piece to be behind what you had and potentially Trey and Dallin. And now this changes the math for things. And so the question is, Dallin Hayden has always been pretty, you know, content with staying at Ohio State and trusting the process here. Is that still the case when you bring another guy on top of him?
1: Yeah, you never know, right? What you do, what you would love to see is that you have that one-two punch of Travion and Quinshawn Judkins and I, I want to stay on the theme. Just I want to stay with Quinch on here for the remainder, Steven, because you mentioned how, how intrigued you were by that. Does it tell you something just about how this whole game is working? I would imagine there had to be an incredible heavy bag that came along with this. But just the fact that he would be willing to come over to Ohio State when Ole Miss was fixing to be pretty good and Travion Henderson still could be here. What, what kind of things does that tell you about this move from him?
4: That college football is a very different sport than the one we grew up watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, when you see him go in the portal initially about a week ago, you're thinking, oh, well, Ole Miss is shoveling out all this NIL for all these other transfers, but they've got a 1,400 yard running back in their backfield that's maybe thinking, hey, uh, I'm pretty valuable too. Don't forget about me over here. I can go show you how valuable I am. But then obviously there's probably more to it than that than we know right now in the, in the general public. But it's just, I think college football has reached a point where it's a year by year basis in building your roster. I think Ryan day is right in that, that you've got to find a way to get the best 85 by the time you get to fall camp. Scholarship numbers don't really matter that much in the spring. As long as you're at 85 by the fall, that, that's all that matters. And along the way, it's going to look weird getting there, right? We A couple of weeks ago, everybody was panicking because everybody was leaving Ohio State's program. Well, now Ohio State's starting to bring some guys in. This is just you know, how this goes at this point where everything is year to year. You Even in the recruiting space, if you get a kid, it's like, okay, well, you're expecting that kid to be there for his freshman year, but we're not really And even then, you're not mm-hmm. sure if we'll ever make it to the freshman year. But everything is a year-to-year, day-to-day basis at this point because the sport has just gone that crazy.
1: We'll talk about it coming up, but I don't know why Mike Vrabel would want any part of this world <laughs> with the way that uh, this thing is turning into. But Stephen, uh, appreciate it, man. We'll do it for a lot longer the next time we have you on. Hope you had an okay time watching the game last night, but we'll catch up down the road, buddy.
4: Anytime, guys. Thanks.
1: Yep, there he goes. Stephen Means from the Cleveland Plain Dealer with us to talk a little bit about that impact of the Quinshawn Judkins decision yesterday. Baker, we got some good stuff coming up. Our newest company spokesperson who can lead the room and give the speeches, Bodie Wells. He'll take us through the happenings in the sport we know and love, including the only version of Jim Harbaugh we need right now, the weird one. We'll check the college football pulse next.
0: It's the Buckeye Show on The Fan. If the sound of another man slammed against Plexiglass turns you on, you've come to the right place. Proud to be your home for Jackets Hockey. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destiny. <laughs> It's time for the College Football Pulse on the Buckeye Show. Hour two of the Buckeye
1: Show. Hope you guys are having a great night. We've got goodies for you to win. I will do that coming up here very shortly. I don't just have one pack of goodies. I have two packs of goodies to give the fine Buckeye fans tonight. Oh, I microphone! Bank was over. Yeah, well.
2: well. <laughs> We got Timmy Claus over here just giving stuff away left and right.
1: There were 12 days. I don't pay attention to any of the, the 11 days after the first day, but I guess Santa left some things in his sack. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Boat man, how things going back there? You yelling at anybody? Nope. Not at all. No one in the
3: room. Nobody's huh? here. Nobody there. <laughs> it is pretty out. hot in here. I would yell at somebody about that if I could.
2: No, it's more than pretty hot yeah, in there. It is roasting hot. That's what there. I should
3: have brought up today. Ryan, yes. you mentioned that earlier. Huh. complain about how damn hot it is in and you guys make fun of me hot. for
1: wearing shorts honestly yeah you're on something goodness there.
3: gracious
1: we had those company reviews last year and i guess a lot of people bitched and moaned about the heat in the building Wow, well, it's
3: time for us to revolt <laughs> not
1: the, not the heat that, that just was the complete the opposite yeah. yeah the icy cold temps that were
3: whiskey we'll well, you know here, which I love. You can always put on a jacket. Exactly. Yes. I'm with you. And I would argue that this room still gets the hottest amongst any of them because of all the equipment in here. Yeah, I've tested it. And them. if anybody wants to come in here and sit for three or four hours for some of these shows or men's games and then they don't want to complain about it, Maybe I'll stop what, complaining. We, we but... sell that as a fan experience. Do you th- I think that <laughs> no, would no, be... no. I don't mean the people listeners. I meant I th- like the I people who we... did complain about the town.
1: I actually but think you, know what? If that you might be onto the, something. And the yeah. experience for the listeners too. I mean, they hear us complaining about the heat, so maybe they are in their cars or listening on the podcast and wondering, man, this, these guys, these producers at the fan, they complain all the time. <laughs> it, it can't be that bad. Well, this could be one of the cool things that we auction off. I mean, you could. Hey, I mean, Bodie's big thing in the meeting today, his passionate speech was about training up our new operators the right way. Maybe you could be one of Bodie's new operators. <laughs> this is... You could sit there and watch you work. We can sell sweat, this. Sweat
2: yourself to death. This could be one of the new talent... You know, yeah, so deals give- that we have come sweat with Bodie Wells. Jimmy V week, right? Perfect. 2500 bucks.
3: At one point during the uh, meeting today, they started talking about how much some of the guys were making through that stuff. I was like, geez, I feel like I'm missing out here. That was a pretty big number. You that and me both, Bodie. Staff, yeah. <laughs> must be nice.
1: You and me both. You know, Timmy, you <laughs> made a
3: great point, though. You
2: can always put clothes on, but when you start taking them off, HR gets it's involved. It's frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs>
1: few naked dudes doing radio (laughs) is not not what they're looking for when fan tv gets up and rolling again
2: turn the cameras off
1: Bodie. this was this was the best part we talked about the worst parts last night and people are feeding them to uh, the buckeye show i'll read some more of those momentarily but the first words out of jim harbaugh's mouth the first words out of his mouth were weird and dumb And I loved it. I enjoyed it. This was when Holly Rowe got to him. Confetti was falling. And he's such a sociopath that he has to latch on to the things that are near him, which was the confetti.
0: This was not a season where
1: everything went the way you... That's not the right one. God dang it. Here I go trying to blast Jim Harbaugh, and I hit the wrong button. It's pretty great. You know, you watch this confetti come
4: down, it's like thousands of confetti. That tells a story. There's a story in every one of those pieces of confetti. The amazing blue confetti. Just so proud of our team. What the
0: hell is he talking about?
2: The My favorite part about that was the blank look on his face. Dude, oh, always he always says just, that. <laughs> he's just like staring up like, like drool coming dripping down his chin and just like I, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, Confetti, you know, is uh, stories, Never stories, won't. stories in all these uh, confetti. It's manufactured in a plant. You got a plant out there and it could be coming from overseas. It's a journey. Amazing blue. And it's that confetti. You know, we're on a journey.
3: Yeah, That's th- what it's all about you and I, Timmy, have probably cut up more Jim uh, Harbaugh press conferences than we could ever care to do. And he's had he's had a few bangers this year, though. I'm not going to lie. He had the old old. Uh, when he was suspended for you know one of his several games that he missed this year, he had the, what, what's the job of the head coaches filling in for you? He's like, well, the guardian of victory. <laughs> it's not a deep, It's on an offense. It's on a defense. <laughs> it's a we-fence. It's a we-fence. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure, I don't know. It c- kind of makes no sense, but I kind of like it too. I he, can't He lie. had the
1: one day where they were talking about all the illness that was going around. You know, it was, I guess, going around Ann Arbor and college football, and he just talked about how he was a deflector shield, <laughs> and that viruses just bounce off him. His immune system. He just eats an apple. <laughs> I get, get up, you know. I brush my teeth. I eat an apple.
3: You know, hit the bench press. I'm ready to go. He also had his uh, during one of those again one of the games that he was suspended for. He was talking about how how he, how he uh, watched several other games. On this amazing thing that his wife set up, it's like called YouTube TV or something. He's like, Jim, you're not 95, dude. You're like 50. Like, I'm pretty sure there's got to be, like, I get it. You know, the older generations maybe don't like get all the streaming stuff, but like, there's an age. My break dad in there. understands that. Yeah, stuff. like. It's I, not. You got to be kind of pushing like 80 or 90 to be like, yeah, I just don't get this stuff nowadays.
2: Somebody needs to check him for CTE, right?
1: I mean, he's taking too many hits to the head. God, he, just, he Just won the national championship too. He, he didn't have of, a clue about any of the sanctions that are coming their yeah. way, and nor does he care because of because he'll be in San Diego or the Los he, Angeles with the Chargers. Because of what's coming,
3: uh, Bodie, what's
1: next?
0: Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now.
3: Next up, a coach that did not have, or actually, you know what? Let's do this one. I forgot to pull this one up real quick. You guys want Hugh Freeze or look back on the uh, college football playoff era? Give me Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze. Okay, yeah. so. He did not have a great season down there at Auburn in his first year there. They went 6-7, and seven, and uh, he is now going to call plays next season. He fired his offense coordinator, Philip Montgomery, uh, Montgomery, just one year in, which is always a good sign for any program when they're firing a coach just after one season there. But nevertheless, he's taken over play calling. He's always been regarded as a guy who uh, is a pretty good play caller. That's kind of like been his thing. He's been a good offensive mind and whatnot, and so we'll see if he can uh, get the war eagle turned around a little bit. What That's the that, play caller now. What's that audio?
1: Is hear that? Hmm.
2: Sounded like it was from a computer. What's somewhere. that I don't know. squeaking
3: sound? Might have been me. Sorry. I was trying to get the audio here back for our music going <laughs> oh, again. Oh, okay. That's probably what it was. Then, yeah.
1: then, then it was something that. But, but you, <laughs> Where's you that at? He's, he's these damn things. You couldn't hear a dump truck <laughs> driving through a nitroglycerin <laughs> factory. Uh, so Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze. The one thing that I remember about Hugh Freeze, this is how my mind works, is when he's coaching the game from the the press box in a hospital bed. You yes, remember this? I remember. And this. Dino Babers is down there giving him the big thumbs up, and they got the cameras going both ways. And somebody uh. did. Somebody might have done like a, a Lori McLaughlin. Not Lori McLaughlin. What is? What am I thinking? Full House. Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Seth McLaughlin, new Buckeye lineman,
0: dropped to Lori (laughs) Laughlin. Lori Laughlin.
1: Lori (laughs) Laughlin. 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 Yeah. (laughs) What the
0: hell is going on?
1: (laughs) Buckeye show has completely lost it on January 9th. But that's what I think of with Hugh Freeze. Auburn. Auburn is one of those weird programs. To me, and there's there's not many like it, where they don't seem to have elongated pitfalls, they can snap right out of it and make a run at a national championship, or they could just be four-win, five-win, completely irrelevant for a season or two, and then hit a good recruiting class, push the right buttons, get the right coaches in place, and then be right back up to speed.
2: And you know what? I think Hugh Freeze is probably a guy that's a right coach there. This is a guy that's won everywhere he's been, obviously just his uh, first year in Auburn. But I think he's a guy that's going to get Auburn back. Dave Biddle said that he thought uh, Quinshawn Judkins was actually going to be going to Auburn. He thought they were going to pony up the bag to get him there. You know, Thankfully, Bids was wrong on that one. But if I'm Hugh Freeze, and I've heard Bo Bishop say this on Bishop and Friends uh, a lot when people talk about Ryan Day giving up play calling, What got you your job? What were you good at that got you to where you are? And one of those things for Hugh Freeze is calling plays. So why wouldn't he, even though he's the head coach, want to be calling plays if he's that good at it? And it got him to where he is in the first place. So... Yeah, if I'm Hugh Freeze, I'm going to be calling the plays.
3: Especially at this point, right? He yeah. just got started there. If Ryan Day and there's kind of been some whispers about him maybe bringing in an OC to actually take over the play calling, I think it makes a little bit more sense at this point for Ryan Day to become that more CEO type of head coach. Yeah. For Hugh Freeze, though, you you got to start. You got to win, man. I mean, how Auburn it's will, it's they'll run you out of too. there. It's, yeah, it's but a second, th- second year they'll run you out of there. Another six and seven season, and I mean, I don't know what a That's shock what they if did he got to Harsin. fired. Like yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah so no. it's you got to start winning and you got to kind of rely on, like you said, Ryan, what got you there. Yeah, I
1: was looking back because they have been a little bit suckier lately because the last year of Gus, they were not good enough. So that got him out of there. That was a six win season, then a six win season, then a five win season, then a six win season. So this would be their time, you know, <laughs> this, Yeah, next year, would be their time,
3: 11 and one. <laughs> yeah, to,
1: to ramp up and, and have one of those big time seasons. All right, anything else, Bodie? Anything you can cram
3: in with the yeah, just history super, of the college football playoff? Super quickly here. It's kind of weird to think we're actually ending an era in the college football. Good. Just like in general, as we, you know, it's been a decade of four teams. Now we'll be moving to 12 next year. The Athletic put this one together. They're, uh, they ranked all of the CFP uh, four-team college football playoff games, all 30 of them. Buckeyes obviously made several appearances due to the fact that they've been in the playoff several times. I'll just read through the top few real quick here. Number one was the 2017 championship game. Alabama beats Georgia. That's on the uh, Tua Tungabailoa uh-huh. to Devontae Smith. Number two, Clemson beating Alabama in the title game in 2016. Number three... I will read this out loud. Maybe close your ears if you love the Buckeyes and are still not over last year's loss Mm because it was Georgia beating Ohio State by one point there. It's a great game. Got a few more. I'm trying to see where the. So Alabama. Ohio State Bama game. uh, Yes, that's what I was looking for. That came in at number nine.
1: Okay, wow. Yeah, just the playmaking in that game, Steve Miller Band, right? <laughs> Eighty-five yards through the heart of the South. Oh man, big old jet airliner.
2: You know what? Going over this list from the athletic of these games, it just uh, it just reminded me of the thing you know that sticks out most to me from the CFP four team era: Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Ohio State. Those four teams were there so much. It was insane.
3: That and, uh, sorry,
1: Tim. No, go ahead.
3: A lot of blowouts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, by the way, the Buckeye Show is sponsored by our friends at CareSource and by Schottenstein Roofing for top quality and a price match guarantee. Visit SchottensteinRoofing.com. I promised we have some goodies. Those are coming your way. Also, a recent firing certainly has got Buckeye Nation talking. That and more of the best with the Bucks on the social fronts. Hashtag Buckeyes up next. It's the Buckeye show on the
0: fan. We know everything about you. We know you love the Buckeyes. We know you love the jackets. We know you're wearing a red shirt. I just freaked the hell out of someone. Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Timmy Hall and
1: Ryan Baker... And the boatman hanging out with all you fine Buckeye fans tonight. We certainly thank you guys for making this a part of your evening. And now is a good time for you. I hope it's a good time for you. So many of you that are going to want to call in and get this stuff, good luck to you. First little pack. And then in five minutes, I'm going to give you something else. But for right now, a caller is going to win four tickets to see Ohio State men's hockey take on Notre Dame this Friday, January 12th. Tickets on sale Right now at Ohio State Buckeyes.com. Ryan, how about a number for the people? Quinchell Quinn
2: Judkins wore number four,
1: number four at Ole Miss last year. So let's do caller number four. Caller number four, 614 821 9710. 821 9710. Save it in your phones for calling in for free stuff from us. So I go back to the Buckeyes Show account on Twitter and X. And I asked at the start of the day, Buckeye fans, what was the worst part of last night? Nick uh, tweets in and says the worst part was being threatened by a customer as TTUN was winning. I would like some more detail. I can only imagine what that was about. I'm I'm sorry. I hope you win our tickets if you're calling in. Um, Here is uh, Mrs. Lucky D realizing that Ohio State was the first team to win the college football four-team championship and that team up north i love how everybody uses the acronym here on this show was the last team to win the championship with that format not so happy about that some people were using that bookend as "Oh, look at the conference look at the rivalry right won the first won the last that's ohio state michigan if you ain't first you're last That didn't that did nothing for me about it, no i'm not that guy. strengthening the rivalry i've never been that guy like i
2: don't, I don't
1: know nothing for me no, nothing I My tweet, if you saw it last night, was the meme from Captain America. It's not Captain America. Avengers Endgame. There it is. It is old ass Captain America where I just wrote out, are you going to tip your hat and congratulate Michigan? And I put it right there. No, I don't think I will.
2: Don't you have to, though, at this point? No. Congratulate them? Why? I
1: I don't know. They were no. the best. They
2: were the best team. Okay, other, you know I don't know.
1: They'll do that on the stage. They don't need radio hosts down in Columbus, Ohio to congratulate them. They don't need that's Timmy congratulations. That's not what Hall's makes this That's not what makes this fun. Congratulating them on a job well done in a year where they've been, you know, sniffed around twice now by investigators? Get the hell out of here. I'm trying to point the finger other places. Uh, Todd tweeted to us Hearing Kirk go over the top praising J.J. and calling him an underrated athlete. Actually okay with with J.J. as a quarterback. Pretty good player, you know?
2: Made plays with his legs Pretty when he had to. Yeah. Did what he had to to win.
1: Uh, my man, Phillip, I like this one. I burnt my thumb while making buffalo chicken wings. Ouch. So that, that That sucks.
2: <laughs> Mich- Insult to yeah. injury. <laughs> Mich-
1: <laughs> Michigan wins, and I'm trying to get the Buffalo chicken wings here. And I grabbed the cast iron skillet and it didn't have that silicon cover on it. Damn, hand burnt. Our pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, Tabe was saying finding something good to watch before going to sleep. That was the tough thing. And then, of course, we had our, our people that were saying, well, they just flip on Reacher. Flip on Reacher on Amazon <laughs> Prime and that'll uh, get it done for you.
2: Timmy, I actually got a text. Somebody said I have to watch Reacher after you, you talked you about do. it. You so. do.
1: It's just, it's a fun It's a fun show. It's not too serious. But it's it's fun, it's funny, and it's a hell of a lot of action. So if you like that, All right. then I would say check it out. I also like seeing this. It makes me think of uh, one of my favorite sports movies, Invincible, about Vince Papali. Ooh. Mark Have you not, Wahlberg? Yeah. Say I've how never you never seen that me. one. You've never seen? I've never seen that one. You've never seen Invincible. So Ohio State football threw out the tweet and the nice graphic. Walk-on tryouts. Here we go. Now, of course, you got to be a student. This isn't just any Tom, Dick, and Harry can go to you know the vet they got the guy in the cape he's shirtless you know
0: I'm gonna try out for the
1: Philadelphia Eagles man yeah good luck to you buddy <laughs> so walk on tryouts for Ohio State football I uh, you ever have dreams guys of doing that like we're not athletes here that could have made it at that level do you ever have dream I had a dream last night that I was about to be promoted on Ohio State's football staff <laughs> imagine that. It couldn't be worse. Than it's very some. vivid too. Like I was, they were praising me for my dedication in the film room. I was a film dog, what they were calling me. Constant, and we were doing it on VHS tapes. That's how I- this is old school watching film, old fashioned. Yeah, I was about to get elevated on set, but this is different. Cutting tape,
2: playing. splicing tape,
1: whatever had to be done, man. Whatever had to be done. But walk on tryouts for Ohio State football. So If you're a student. Go and uh, read that tweet that they put out there seven hours ago. Uh, it says that there's going to be uh, an interest meeting on Thursday, February one at five p.m. at the Woody. It's going to serve as a deadline to submit all paperwork. If you cannot submit or attend this meeting, you will not be permitted to try out. So you better get it done. All future all hands on deck. All future Xavier Johnsons. There we go. Make sure going make sure that going you know. pro
2: Xavier. Yeah. gonna be a probably gonna be like a Matthew Slater type for
1: years. Buckeye basketball tickets. We got a pair. Call in again, 821-9710. Buckeye Hoops tickets. That's the final prize and the good thing for you as we kick it to Jackets Hockey. Thanks a lot, everybody. It's coming up next on The Fan.
3: The Buckeye Show is sponsored by CareSource. Proud to be your home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio sports destination.